Christmas Clatter. We are at it again, and I have a great episode for you guys today. DCO McDuffie, I think you guys will absolutely fall in love with him and his music. I heard his music, and I was instantly hooked. Um, maybe one of my favorites for this year. I didn't mention it in the episode, but he is up for a couple Silver silver Bell Awards, and uh, and rightfully so. But uh, a, a few quick reminders. If you're listening to this a day or so before it comes out, or a day or so after it comes out, uh, remember on December the 10th at 9 p.m. Uh, Central Time on YouTube, Christmas Clatter YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Christmas Clatter. We will be having a live stream Christmas party, and that will be uh, a lot of fun, guests and prizes and all kinds of shenanigans. Uh, so be sure to Follow us there on the YouTube. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter if you haven't already. I don't want to take too much of you guys' time this busy holiday season. I hope everybody's staying healthy and well and enjoying the time together. Don't forget the uh, Christmas Spotlight 2021 on Spotify. And uh, enough of me. Here is my Christmas conversation with DCO McDuffie. Well, joining us here on Christmas Clatter, making his Christmas Clatter debut is DCO. He is a jazz singer, a crooner. He is a, a young man from Florida that has put out a Christmas album called Harping My Way Through Christmas. And I got to take a little listen to it earlier. It released yesterday on the 30th. It's available now wherever things stream. And uh, when I first heard it, I was in love with his vibe and his voice. And DCO, thanks so much for joining me here on Christmas Clatter. Oh, no problem. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited because this is actually uh, my first like podcast interview. Oh. And the fact that I get to talk about Christmas and the, the new Christmas uh, album I just put out. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than excited to be here. So I appreciate it. Oh, man, I, I, I really, uh, I'm really excited you came on. I, I was kind of, I think the way we connected, I was just scrolling through Instagram and saw that you had a post up and I I always see people that have a post up and it's like, hmm, I'll take a look at this guy. And I always like go to the YouTube or somewhere and, and listen. And I heard you sing. Um, oh, what was the song? I wrote it down. Um, oh, I could be that guy. And, uh, oh, geez. Okay. and I was like, dang, that's really good. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, I just got to message this guy just to see if, uh, if he'd be interested in, in hopping on because I, I know this, this Christmas album, this Christmas music is going to be, uh, something special and uh, you did not disappoint but you know every good idea starts as a seed of an idea and uh so what gave you the inspiration to to make a christmas album oh geez um i mean just as a as an artist as a jazz artist at that yeah. I've, I've always kind of had sort of the musical dream per se to to do a big christmas album and i still do i mean this project was a little more of a smaller scale um kind of niche idea um that still can stand on its own but i still have you know, a dream to and a goal to sort of do this big old kind of big band style sound with the horns and the strings and everything, Tuck Christmas album. Um, so yeah, but I was like, I want to release something, but I was like, uh, I was kind of going back and forth because I was like, I can't do that. I don't, I'm a, I'm a grad student at, at the University of Florida. So um, I was like, I don't have the money to do this big band type Christmas album. Um, so I just kind of, you know, I've always had a crush on the harp. 
Um, yeah. So hence, hence the name of the, the album yeah. Harp of My Way Through Christmas. Always had like a musical crush on the harp um, and kind of just did some scouring through YouTube, listening to uh, different harpists do their takes on Christmas tunes and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And then I came across the harpist that's that's featured on the on the album, uh, Rosita Malevska. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a jazz harpist over in France. And so I was like, oh, jazz artist, jazz singer, jazz mm-hmm. harp. Um, so it just kind of just connected. And we were originally going to do a single, um, but things just kind of worked so well because uh, we were scared of the technology and the virtual aspect that that was going to like, you know, if mm-hmm. it's going to be feasible or not. But it worked very well where she was able to record her harp tracks and I could do my vocals over here in Florida. Um, yeah. And then we did five tunes and and I'm really happy with the final product. So so that's just kind of how I went. It was just I just I knew I wanted to release something for Christmas, like a single or something, but I didn't want to be too basic and i didn't want to go all the way out there just because um i don't have the funds for it right now yeah uh, but that's going to be in the works you know eventually so oh, yeah um, but yeah it just it just kind of all came together that way oh it it definitely will be in the works uh, uh for those listening at home dco is someone you guys make note that you heard him here on christmas clutter first because uh i have a feeling they got big big things ahead of you my friend and uh I, I really enjoyed it i really enjoyed the harp i've i've listened to I don't know how much Christmas music, of course, being the Christmas podcast guy, you don't hear a lot of harp unless it's kind of um, sleepy type of Christmas music. And I don't mean sleepy like in a negative way, but just kind of that calm and relaxing. And this was really cool. I don't know if I've ever heard their harp, harp played like this at, at right. times and be such right. like a the focal instrument and the lead instrument through it all. But it was super cool and uh, such a great idea to, you know, give that flavor to it and that's something that would you know stand out especially in the in a, a jazz uh setting like that for sure for sure yeah that was that was the main thing for me it was like cause yeah. i'm i'm in the same way before i met rosita um and heard different jazz harpists i've never heard someone like she's literally played um like playing bass lines on the mm-hmm. harp and and doing all these arpeggios and glissandos and yeah. and grooves and you know one tune has a bossa nova flair to it mm-hmm. um and yeah so i've never seen a harpist do anything like that so even more it was like oh like i have a crush on the harp yeah it's christmas she's amazing you know yeah. jazz yeah so it just it really yeah it really worked out it really worked out it, it really was and there's times i'm like is that harper guitar you right. know, because right. it almost exactly. sounds like a classical guitar, you know, one of those classical nylon string guitars being played. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then it's like, well, you can't hit those notes that high on those guitars. <laughs> you know, you just, you can tell by the tone, but it was, it was really great and, and uh, really enjoyed it. But let's give everybody a little bit of a flavor of, of what we're talking about here. Um, I just got this uh, quick little clip of uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas because uh, you were not afraid to take on some of the heavyweight songs of Christmas. And uh, this is a, a part that kind of gives everyone a, a, a listen to, to the harp and to your voice. So uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh man, uh, I'm not just saying it because you're here on 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 the, the podcast with me, but that just gives me all the Christmas feels. Makes me want to <laughs> melt. I just uh, love your delivery of that, as well as that 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 real cool heart playing. Well, well done, man. Just on that song. Oh, if that was the only song you had, I, 
<laughs> I, w- I would have stopped and walked away. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, that's actually that's actually probably. I mean, it it, it kind of changed my favorite song on the on the album. Kind of changed, but yeah, I think it once now that everything's done and I really got to to marinate in all the songs, mm-hmm. it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. The way I did it with the harp on that on that um on that album, that's definitely yeah. my favorite. So yeah, so I really appreciate it. I just I just love that 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 butter that sauce you put on your voice and your delivery there. So who were some of your influences, you know, growing up as a, as a jazz singer and falling in love, falling in love with jazz? Yeah. Um, I would say, so the foundation for me was, was Ella Fitzgerald for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of like the foundation of just jazz singing in general. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to um, stylistically and, and those different things, um, Nat King Cole, mm-hmm. big time. Um, and then there's some other, um, lesser known jazz singers, um, one by the name of June Christie. Um, check her out. Everyone check her out for sure. She's amazing, but more of an underrated um, jazz singer. She didn't really start getting her, I feel like her, you know, her due diligence until yeah. uh, she passed away, unfortunately. Wow, but um, but yeah, her phrasing and just the way she uses her vibrato and different dynamics on her voice, I've really taken a lot after her. Um, and then there's another singer by the name of Bill Henderson. He was actually in Clue the, uh, Clue the Movie. He was also an actor. Um, and you know, he has a very nice, like bluesy soulful thing to his jazz style. So I kind of use semblance of that as well as the June Christie and then stylistics of Nat King Cole and then foundation of Ella. That's kind of usually how I explain it to people. So, so yeah. Well, if you're starting with Ella Fitzgerald, you're starting in a good place. You know, (laughs) it's, 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 it's hard to, hard to beat that. She's got some, well, she's got some great music, but some of her Christmas music is, you know, people know it, but it's not quite as held in high esteem as it should be, you know, and agreed. Uh, you know, agreed. And, uh, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a good place to start. I have, uh, of course, Nat King Cole's been one of my favorites, you know, Christmas or not Christmas. I just, mm-hmm. I just, love it. I, I, I'm a vinyl record collector and I have a, a couple of his records on vinyl and just to spin those is it's like heaven in the air. Yeah. you know just something about listening to that on the vinyl with the you know needle moving it versus Mm -hmm. i mean it's great digitally but just something about that vinyl record i don't know it might not it just might all be mental but no i feel you i have a vinyl i have a record player myself and yeah yeah, i i I feel like it's especially with jazz records yeah i mean vinyl in general just because the record player is cool but especially with jazz records seeing that needle spin on, (laughs) on that record um and then hearing you know whatever it might be you know yeah. most of nats records has um you know big bands orchestras symphonies mm-hmm. that type of thing and yeah. so hearing that or even if it's a laid back just like um i don't know like uh bass and guitar type mm-hmm. those are some of my favorite records to listen to because it's just so laid back and you know chill um but yeah no i feel you it's it's not just mental on you like it's it's uh it's an yeah. experience for sure yeah <laughs> well i remember the first time i really noticed it <clears throat> i had bought an andy williams christmas album mm-hmm. on vinyl and of course i've listened to andy williams my whole life you know starting off it was cassette tape and then cds and then streaming and i always knew he was like a great singer but for some reason when i first put the vinyl on and start spinning and listening it's like he just absolutely blew me away with how great of a singer he was it was mm-hmm. so much I don't, it's just so much different to hear it like that than it was the way that I have heard it before. And that's mm-hmm. when I really, really just started paying attention to, to, to those, uh, 
uh, you know, classic albums that, that were recorded on vinyl and, you know, those crooners and, and their voices and things, because it was just, it just blew me away how much it has, you know, he's got lower range voice, how much it just filled the room. Yeah. You know, and, and things, but that, that really stand up, stand out. So you'll have to, you have to make a promise. Maybe one day you'll have some albums come out on vinyl. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Hopefully, hopefully someone sponsors me or something because vinyl making is expensive these days. But I know they're, they're trying to find different ways, like some vinyl, like printing companies Mm -hmm. are trying to find ways to do like, if you promise to sell 50 of them or like get the funds to sell 50, we'll press yeah. them for you. And then you can sell that way rather than like trying to do a bulk thing and right. then like distributing. Yeah. So, but no, I got you. Well, yeah. As soon as vinyl comes out, I got you. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, I don't want to say anything right now, but when we hit the end of the record button, remind me to tell you something about vinyl records. So, Ooh, we'll do. Uh, we'll yeah, do. yeah. <laughs> I, I know a guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right. But yeah, like I said, you took, you took, you tackled some heavyweight songs uh, on this album. And, you know, I, I have three of them lined up, you know, to, to listen to. And we, we listened to, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Now, you took uh, this most wonderful time of the year, you know, speaking of Andy Williams, and you, right. you, you did something a little bit different with it. And at first I was like, what's he doing? And then I'm like, I don't know if I've heard it like this. Mm-hmm. And then you changed it. And I was like, this is really cool because it, you know, it's a song everybody knows how it's going to go no matter who's singing it. And you didn't really flip it on its head, but you just you gave it your own flair. Let's give everybody a listen. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling. All right. You had this slow vibe like that through the first half, and then you just uh, took it to kind of a more familiar place. What 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 gave you the inspiration to, to slow it down for the first half of the of the song? Yeah, um, honestly, it just works so well with the song. I feel like I feel like obviously we know it, you know, by that that classic Andy Williams version, just, just very grand and big, which which ends up ends up happening. I had I had to pay homage to that too in the song. I couldn't like not do that. Um, but for the slowing down part, it was just was honestly it just felt the it made the words and the lyrics feel a little more sentimental and just more like right. like just kind of like that, you know you know, burning a fire and everyone out, you know, in the winter, even though yeah. I'm in Florida, it's not like we burn many fires over here. Right. Um, but yeah, it just kind of, it just kind of worked. And and it also worked with sort of the idea I had, I kind of wanted a, a grand finale of the album mm-hmm. and the arrangement of the song definitely serves as like a grand finale, just, you know, incorporating all different kinds of, of styles and, and textures and tempos and stuff. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I used to, it used to be a, a performance we did uh, every year, every other year. Um, it was a, a, a version of uh, a Christmas Carol, and I was always like one of the moochers that borrowed money from Scrooge, and we all had this big thing we had to sing in. And one of the songs we we did, you know, in part of the musical was "It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year." And you're right, slowing it down to give the words focus is it was really good idea because I don't know how many times every year we did that. Of course, there was always new people. You know, we'd be learning the songs, and they're like. 
what's this about ghost stories in this song? Or what's this about <laughs> this? And it's like, they've heard the song so many times, but they never listened to what, what, it, you know, actually was saying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Know, so, so that, that, and then also like what you were saying, just on the idea of like, Oh, I haven't heard it like this before. What's he doing? Yeah. I kind of like, you know, getting the listener like that being like, Oh, I don't know what he's doing here. I know yeah. how the song's supposed to go. But then by the yeah. end, it's like, okay, okay. I see what you yeah. did there. You know, so yeah. that's kind of, I'm glad you, that's kind of was your thoughts because that's definitely what I was going for a little bit. Yeah. 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 DCO. It's, it's like, uh, there's a lot of times I'll hear some, a song and I'm like, what are they doing here? Because mm-hmm. it's all wrong, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and it, you know, but yeah, I really enjoyed this. At first I was kind of like, as it was like this curiosity hit me. It's like, hmm, this is new and interesting, but I, I liked what she was doing because it's tricky when you change a song like that because you want to change it, you know, to fit your style, but you also want to make sure that there's like a homage paid, you know, to the original because if you just completely upend it and take it and make it something that, you know, never was, it mm-hmm. it doesn't really sit sit well with people. You have to have a lot of uh, musical clout to be able to do something like that. Totally. You know, you know so but yeah it was it was really really cool and i didn't put i didn't put it in there i didn't put the build up in there because i always like to leave uh the people something to to look to look forward to when they listen to the song because it, mm. it's it's really cool how she uses her harp to to get you where you need to be and i really really enjoyed that definitely yeah, yeah. i just have, I have to shout her out a little bit uh, just to say yeah. her name first of all her name is rosita malevska uh-huh. um and yeah no she i I've never worked with someone. So first of all, working with the harpist, I mean, I already mm. knew there was going to be, or at least I intended there would be some certain challenges musically just because right. it's not, it's not a conventional jazz instrument or, or right. anything like that. But the way I was easily able to just tell her my ideas arrangement wise or, or and things like that. And she was able to kind of know what I was going to do and then mm-hmm. send it, send it over to like a demo to me and be like, is this what you mean? And I was like, are you in my brain? <laughs> like what? So yeah, yeah, she like, I literally, I remember for the buildup, you know, obviously we're not going to show it, um, but for yeah. the buildup, I was like, yeah, I need this. I want like a, cause we modulated, you know, uh-huh. like two times in the song. Um, but for that last modulation to the, to the, to the end of the song. Um, yeah. I was like, I just need like a buildup. Like I hear something I'm hearing like, like a glissando buildup. Like I literally couldn't explain it to her because she's uh-huh. a harpist. So it was hard to like really um, use the terminology, but uh-huh. she sent that to me and I was like, you know what? see this is yeah, like you know so it just worked it worked out so well it was meant to be it mm-hmm. was meant to be but you'll have to send me her uh her links and stuff well and i'll include it in the show notes so people can uh, check out her stuff and her youtube and, and her spotify and that kind of stuff too as oh, well definitely, definitely. we'll give her we'll give her plenty of plenty of credit because she she's definitely the the second voice isn't you know you're singing solo but this really doesn't have a solo album feel because uh, you know you and her are in such tandem together on these songs that uh, mm-hmm. you know it, it, she's definitely a, a key voice in it as well and, and deserves you know the credit on that and such a such a talented artist in her own right so oh definitely yeah definitely. what made you pick these uh these five particular songs oh geez um so yeah so like i said it started out with the single and the single was um on the on the i don't know if we're gonna play this one but i mean one of the tunes we're doing is called what are you doing new year's eve yeah that's, um, that's more oh, okay okay yep. cool so see perfect see yep. me and todd are already <laughs> yep, yep. We see. Um, but yeah that's like a that's actually not that it's a lesser known one right. but unless you're an avid either jazz or like mm-hmm. christmas jazz <laughs> listener 
then you most people don't really know that one because I know a lot of my friends or, or peers, especially my age, who I talk about mm-hmm. it, like, or even older people, they're like, what? What's that? Yeah. But then they hear it and it's just so it's so cool and different and, and the words and the lyrics of that tune. So we started out with that. And then all the other tunes just came based off of tempos and groove. It was just like, so what are you doing? New Year's Eve is more of a ballad. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, let me pick up tempo. Then I pick, you know, have yourself a real little Christmas, which mm-hmm. isn't usually done super up tempo, but we right. kind of swing it a little bit. Yep. Um, and then I was like, okay, well now I want to try a different style, which is it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas that had more of that bossa Latin flair. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds really good on the harp too. Oh yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, let's find another like ballad, more of a power ballad. And so we did a holy night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, okay, now I need a grand finale. And then <laughs> we pick this the most wonderful time of the year. So it just it really was just kind of like making sure each song had its texture yeah. and serve a different thing for the album and for the listeners and things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I avoided playing Oh Holy Night because everybody on the podcast knows that's my favorite Christmas song. Oh, and, and it, and anytime, <laughs> and anytime anybody has a version of it, I always play it. And I'm like, you know, what? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I really enjoyed your, ver- and actually you, you kind of, you, you really got me cause it, you know, uh, have yourself a, a merry little Christmas is a, another one of my top tier. And mm. uh, what are you doing? New Year's Eve is is another one that mm. falls in that group. I know it's not that well known, but I just love that song. I love the melody lines in that song. Yes, yes. In the way it kind of just there's this like this, it's just kind of like this suspense in it. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of sadness, but a little bit of hope too in it. And it yes. just it just hits yes. this, you know, it just hits this perfect holiday feeling of you know of what's coming up for the new year and it's like are you going to be here are you going to be there you know right, and right. It, it's just it's just yeah that song <clears throat> i haven't i've kind of heard it before here and there but i never really took a hold of it till here a few years ago uh, when i heard it on an album and uh and i was like man that's such a great song so then i started you know seeking out other other versions for it and and uh it just fell in love with that, the melody of that, you know, song. Yeah. So much, it's it's but, awesome. And then it yeah. gives you a reason to be able to like promote your album until New Year's. Yeah. You know, I don't have to wait till tw- like December 25th and yeah. it's like, oh, Christmas is over. It's like, no, that, that tune is talking about New Year's Eve. So yeah. I can promote it up until. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Yeah, you could always do like the the uh, Ingrid Mickelson and uh, Jason Mraz with the Christmas Valentine song. It's like, well, right. this, this song is right. great for you know, for the first you know for December, January, and February. <laughs> right, know? exactly, exactly. Yeah. Capitalize. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, as long as it's a great song, it's it's fine. But let's let's give everybody a taste of what are you doing New Year's Eve? What are you doing New Year? New Year's Eve Wonder whose arms will hold you good and tight When is exactly 12 o'clock that night Man, I love that song. I just it's my favorite of the of the ones you put out. I just Love it because it's like you, you hear the you hear the story that song's telling and, and he's singing it like he knows the answer, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really want to admit the answer. You, right. you know, exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. Yes, 
No, so, I, I appreciate it. No, I love that one too. That was, that was the first, that would have been the single right there. So yeah. I'm glad it was your favorite of, of, of them all because that would have been the single. So yeah, it was, that was really, really cool. Um, <clears throat> when, when you approached the song, um, did you have any ideas of just, you know, wanting to transform it or did you just want to kind of do it straightforward? Like, you know, pretty similar to, to the way it was written originally. Oh yeah, definitely. Like just straightforward. I mean, yeah. that song speaks for itself, the melody, yeah. Um, and every, and I don't think I've heard, even when I, cause oftentimes I like to listen to other people's versions of it. And mm. most versions I've heard, no one's really like veered yeah. too far away from that slow swing or like slow ballad yeah. feel. Yeah. Um, I did hear one that was pretty up tempo, but mm. they did it. It was like a singer. She did it with a, a bassist, like an upright yeah. bassist. So, yeah. you know, it swung a little bit and it was cool. Um, but yeah, no, I, it just, it spoke for itself. And I was like, yeah, this would be the one. And even with the harps, um, the harp playing, I told her be a little more laid back, you know, because yeah. um, a lot of the other tunes are a lot more illustrious in the in the, mm-hmm. in the arpeggios and the glissandos and all that good stuff. But this one was just very, you know, sentimental and just, you know, laid back and, and right in the pocket. So Yeah, it, it really was. And that, I'm going to spare everybody my singing because it's it's fairly terrible. But that, <laughs> that, that, that melody for, you know, what are you doing? Just that line, that melody for mm-hmm. that is just something ab- about those notes in that order with those words just just melt me in 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 things but yeah i've heard that song you know um you know i first heard it when inger mickelson covered it on her sounds of the season album and i think Mm -hmm. it was her last song and that's the one that really made me pay attention and and uh it's just kind of the uh, standard you know version and and but you know there's been a few other people you know like casey muck Musgraves covered it, but I wasn't real. I wasn't real fond of her version, even though there wasn't anything yeah. wrong with it. It just it just didn't. The delivery in the in the field wasn't there. This is a, a, a song that you really have to put a longing into. You know, you're not just asking the question. It's there's a there's something about it, and, and definitely you know you don't want. And that's the other tricky thing. I think I said it a second ago. It's like you know, you know, you know the answer, but you still have this like. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah, my favorite is definitely Ella Fitzgerald. Like, yeah, hands down. Yes. Like, I knew when I heard her do it, it was like, ah, oh. yeah. Like, I think that's probably my favorite Ella. I mean, yeah. it's a tie between that one and her her version of the Christmas song. But yeah, I mean, that also kind of wins that one for me too. Mm-hmm. But no, what are you doing New Year's Eve? Ella's Ella's version was like that was one of the main yeah. reasons I wanted to do it as a single. And then also have a jazz teacher, um, yeah. a little plug for her. Her name is Jane Monheit. I don't know if you heard of her. Um, she's more of a current, more of a current uh, jazz singer. And she does, she said this is her favorite song to sing, you know, over any jazz standard and everything like right. that. And so hearing her do it too, and her being, you know, a mentor of mine, that was definitely some, a little bit of a motivation there too. But yeah, yeah. But no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a, I, I hope more people, you know, start to love it or, or it gets, it gets the, what it deserves but also i also don't want it to be like in a weird way it's like i want it to be you know publicized like the song a little more but at the same <laughs> yeah. time i don't because yeah. i want those that know it and understand the meaning and mm-hmm. really you know like kind of like yourself to yeah. be able to enjoy it and also those who want to you know record the song can give it you know the right feeling and and you know its purpose the purpose of the song um rather than you know be this popular song that everyone's doing these pop you know pop versions to or something you know so right yeah I, yeah it's, it's like you you want people to know it but you want it to maintain it's it's you know for lack of a better word it's purity so to right. speak you know and uh it's reverence but uh 
um, I have a uh, Christmas clatter, uh, Christmas spotlight playlist for 2021, and a couple of your songs will be making it on there. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and uh, What Are You Doing New Year's Eve, and I'll be putting those on. In fact, there are as this uh, is live on uh, December 1st. It, they are already on the playlist and uh, in there, and I have a max of uh, 24 songs, and it's independent artists such as yourself that I've uh, you know, gotten to know, gotten to talk with, and some that I haven't, but I've, you know, been made aware of, of the things they're putting out and, and feel that it, you know, needs its place to, to shine uh, because it's really, it's really tough to break through the heavyweights of, you know, Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. you know, with, like we talked about with Andy and, and uh, um, uh, Nat King Cole and Bing and Frank Sinatra that's pretty pretty tough ceiling to break through. Oh yeah. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah. So I just wanted a place that uh, people can get to to uh, your music a, a little easier, and of course, links to your Spotify will be there also. But uh, um, before we before we go, someone doesn't sit down and uh, and uh, have this uh, you know call a call a heart player up from uh, across the Atlantic Ocean to make Christmas <laughs> music uh, just because it's something to do. So tell me uh, about, about your love for Christmas and, and, uh, and maybe a little bit about growing up uh, some childhood memories of Christmas and, and some traditions maybe your family has. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, Christmas is my favorite holiday. I mean, um, but I mean, I've, I've grown up just always loving Christmas from, I mean, honestly, my favorite memories as, as you know, cookie cutter and, and cliche as they sound are just, yeah. I have three younger siblings that I grew up with and, um, and just sneaking out, to go see, you know, to look at the presents under the tree. That just always, like, I, I could remember barely sleeping on Christmas Eve to, you know, yeah. go look under the tree. Um, and then some memories even more, you know, as I grew up, you know, and, and found out that, you know, um, well, I'm not going to say, I don't want to say Santa is not real, but when I found <laughs> out who, who my Santa was, <laughs> um, you know, uh yeah you know sort of just like going to them directly and letting them know oh, you know this is what i want for christmas yeah. <laughs> um and kind of having that intel of, of, of santa and, and uh-huh. his elves you know what i mean yeah. um yeah so those are definitely some of my favorite memories but um but yeah it's always just just a time of the year that and then as a jazz singer i mean i get the most work around christmas time yep. you know um because mm-hmm. everyone wants to hear a jazz jazz you know takes on on the christmas tunes and everything yeah. like that so you know, as a jazz singer, it, it serves me well, and, and, it, and it's near and dear to my heart. But then, you know, the family, you know, being home, also being in Florida and not having to have excruciating cold weather, right. um, you know, that's also a plus <laughs> um, and things like that. But but yeah, um, and then I get to do things like release this album um, and things like that. And now every year, I think what I really could look forward to is every year um, that comes around, just being able to be like, oh, I did this thing and, you know, I could promote it every year. And, and it's kind of this thing that'll stay with me forever um, yeah. and with other people forever as they listen to it and, and things like that. And, you know, God willing, if I, um, if I, I don't say make it big, but if I you know, get a little more exposure and things like that to see people listen to the project and just be, you know, enamored or just intrigued by, by what they hear. And I can look back on it and be like, Oh gosh, I made that thing while I was in grad school and college. And, and, you know, here I am, I don't know, 40 something years old. Um, people still listening to it and enjoying yeah. it, you know. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah I, I under I understand all that, and uh, that that that's wonderful. I, I'm kind of I have four I have four kids, and uh, mm. uh, two are definitely old enough to uh, be clued in. 
<laughs> um, one, he's old enough to be like, I'm not sure if he's clued in or not, but I no spoilers. And right. the youngest is hook, line, and sinker. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so we're still, we're still rolling with that. And, uh, man, I wish you all the luck in, in your jazz career and do not be a stranger around here at Christmas clatter. If you have anything we can help you with, please feel free to reach out at any time, any time of the year and, and be more than happy to, to help you best we can. And, uh, you know, I've interviewed enough artists over the almost three years I've been doing this. And there's a, you know, there's a real, real good living to be made out there putting out music that doesn't involve, you know, hitting the big time, so to speak, that, you know, everybody strives for, you know, because of uh, everybody's looking to put music and TV shows and movies and mm-hmm. commercials and looking for you to write a song for them or anything like that. But, uh, but I hope you, uh, get to where you want to be and uh, something I've noticed because I cover a lot of music. I'm a big music fan is it seems like this old school vibe, this uh, kind of in all music, you know, whether it's jazz or, or rock or country and even pop, it seems like that's kind of a, a becoming a up and coming trend that people are going for more of the, the classical sounds, you know, I've, I've noticed that in some oh, yeah. few of the, the, few of the r&b tunes I've, I've listened to that aren't uh, you know christmas tunes but the more it's like they're starting to embrace kind of those classical sounds i'm starting to see that as well in some of these uh you know more jazz style albums so hopefully that uh um you know benefits you too as well that you're, you're hitting it at the right time but yeah yeah no yeah no i appreciate that yeah no yeah. and i i agree I, i'm hearing a lot of sort of this new it seems like every so often there's this new mm-hmm. wave of like incorporating yeah. the classic you know jazz sort of um you know theory and tones or, or the classical as you mentioned yeah into you know more mainstream music i mean you know i even one of my one of my biggest goals as a jazz singer and as a young jazz singer is to to have people my age and younger than me continue the legacy as well yeah. um i feel like this music is, is so near and dear to my heart and other in a lot of people's heart but it's become this almost this lost art yeah. Um, but I, you know, and there needs to be people there that continue the legacy. And so my goal is to definitely not stray away from mm-hmm. the classic, you know, cause my style is very twenties, thirties style, yeah. jazz, like old school, but you know, mm-hmm. I do want to also incorporate it into a little bit more of this modern, whether, you know, R and B neo soul meets jazz, you know, yeah. that whole thing. Um, or, you know, one person I think of is like Amy Winehouse. Like she yeah. was, uh, monumental in being able to use her jazz training or just her jazz um knowledge and experience to be able to connect it to you know more mainstream and newer and people listen to her and cover her and sometimes people don't even realize that she was a jazz artist or that she is a jazz artist they think oh she's just this you know mainstream pop artist but no Mm -hmm. she just made it very mainstream and 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 made it and you know created the music in a way where people can connect to it you know obviously buble does it too but he's a lot more um, I feel like he more he stays a little more true to the to the normal jazz sound yeah, than like yeah. Amy Winehouse. It was a lot more a lot more smooth jazz or just mm-hmm. more you know R and B almost pop you know those different things. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I I agree with I agree with that especially about Amy Winehouse and and yeah, Buble kind of embraces that like I don't want to say commercial jazz but that more yeah well embraced you know, style of, of jazz, big band music, which, which is that that's what he does. And he does it well, right. You know, and, uh, and he can't, he can't fault him for that, but, uh, you know, I, I'm glad to see that too, because 
you know, jazz has such an important part in, you know, the history of music and the history of American music. It's got such an important role, you know, culturally as well, that it's a, it's a history we don't want to forget, you know, anytime soon. Right. And, and I'm so glad that the, that you're able to uh, be a part of keeping it alive with a, a younger generation and uh, DCO well done on this album. Uh, harping my way through Christmas. It's available now wherever music is streaming, let everybody know where they can find you on the social medias. For sure. For sure. I mean, first of all, I just want to say thanks Todd for having me on uh, the Christmas Clatter uh, podcast, our first podcast interview in the books now. Um, yes. You can find me on social medias at um, my Instagram is at DCO um, DCO spelled D E C Y O underscore jazz way. J A Z Z W A Y DCO underscore jazz way. Facebook DCO McDuffie. Um, my website is www.dcomcduffy.com. Um, and I think I covered, I think that's everything. And then Spotify, Apple Music, you know, all that good stuff. YouTube, uh, DCO McDuffie. And yeah, definitely take a listen and, and you know, you can follow me on my journey and, and those different wonderful things, especially all you jazz lovers. And if you're not a jazz lover, hopefully listening to me will, will help that, you know, alleviate some of that. So yeah, absolutely. And for those, uh, driving or unable to, uh, write those down, all, uh, DCO's contacts will be in the show notes and descriptions with links. So you just be no more than a tap, tap away from him and his music. And if I don't talk to you between uh, here and there, DCO, have a very Merry Christmas, man. Oh, you too. You too. Thank you so much. Uh, Christmas Clatter is a very Merry Media production. And remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day. <laughs> <laughs>